gather round friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. We are your hosts, Philip and David. And you know what? Can I? Should I be? Should we be honest with the the people here, David? I feel like we should because if you if you don't say it now, I'm probably gonna have to admit it later, just to make <laughs> make certain points that I want to make. Sure. So, so the beautiful thing about a podcast is that you can go out of order. You can uh, re-touch things. You can edit things out long before it ever reaches you, the adoring listeners' loving ears. The bad thing about it is that it's recorded. And because of that, even experienced campers such as myself, yes, me, Philip, we, we just f*** up. That's really all there, <laughs> there is to it. I... I just, I completely dropped the ball this week. The reason why you're hearing this a day late is because of me. And there's nobody else to blame, just me. And I've I've apologized off the air to David. I, I feel like I should apologize on air to David. Long story short, uh, David had his his stuff together. He sent me his side of the recording because we we do record this separately. And then I go to look at where where's where's mine? Is it there? Is it no, it's not there either. Oh no. And let me tell you, David, honestly, it was the longest time before I, I, I exhausted every avenue to see if I could find, recreate, get that audio file before texting you that voice message of saying, hey, um, little bit of a problem here. <laughs> well, no matter. We won't bore your your ears off. Is that a phrase? I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Any more about that? Let's move on from it. The past is the past. Here, I actually had to like take notes on all the things that I said on Sunday <laughs> that that I really wanted to to make sure that I didn't forget to say. I have news for you guys. Okay. And this was really exciting because it was super fresh news on Sunday, but it's not oh, fresh yes, anymore. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so on Sunday night, a couple like an hour before we recorded. Italy won Euro 2020, the soccer, right? On penalties against England in London. Super exciting, especially, you know, obviously it's always thrilling when your team wins something. I am half Italian, so that was very exciting. But there are also few things that are as exciting, as fulfilling as England losing, no matter what sport (laughs) it is. But honestly, and probably football most of all, but... Yeah, that is just one of the best feelings in the world. So that was that was sort of like a double whammy. And the other yeah. piece of of Italy related news. Oh, I'll I'll get to that in a second. You have something to say? Yeah, as long as it's not a world war, England is free is free to lose at any and everything. Exactly. They're usually on the good exactly. side of history. Usually, when it comes to world wars, usually. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone's ha- everyone's had their had their trip on the bad side. Maybe yes, yes, maybe yes. a few trips on the bad side. Just depends how far back you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the other piece of Italy related news, Veronica Macari, if you remember, she came on a couple weeks ago. Yes. And she was promoting her project Imposter. And the fundraising campaign is, is now over and they successfully raised the amount of money that they set out to raise. So congratulations to Veronica Macari. I'm not sure if she's listening, but anyone from that who's involved in that project who might be listening, congratulations. We wish you the best here at Pow Wow, and we can't wait to see uh, how it turns out. Yes, way to go. We're glad that we could help in any small way that we did. Thank you so much. Phil, what's new with you? Besides completely messing up the entire episode, uh, not much other than I'm now on week four without any AC. It's been an entire odyssey, and I won't bore you with all the details. It's just, it will continue. And I will now be, what I'm looking at is not today, upon which this day will, uh, this episode will air, but a week from uh, today, I will might, might have my AC. It's, it's been, it's been a personal hell that I've been living in here in Arizona heat without any AC. It's been, it's been something, man. How about you? All good for the most part. Well, if there's uh, if there's anything to share, I think I'll wait until next week to share it. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let it- we have a we have a very exciting episode coming up, and uh, we've got someone on, and we'll just uh, we'll just we'll we'll use this to to introduce him. Have a listen. Oh, 
That sound you just heard was Making Waves, the first track on the brand new album with the same name by Julian Divizio. Julian is a singer, musician, and songwriter from Australia, currently tearing up the LA music scene with some notable national and international reach as well. We are very lucky to be joined by Julian on Pow Wow today for his first interview after the release of Making Waves, his debut album. A warm welcome to my friend, Julian Divizio. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on. Yeah, now Julian, you've never met me, but I feel like I know you mm. after how many times, any time I would go over to David's house, you would be on his TV and I'd be hearing uh, a lot of your songs, some of the, some of the songs from the uh, from the album that you're here to promote today. Uh, but I, I feel like I know you. I feel like we're, we're best friends. So thank you so much for coming on here after uh, after this big moment for you, man. It, it's a it's a it's an honor for us. Uh, thank you so much. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's 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 uh, oh. it's a big step as an artist to, to release an album. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really pleased to, to be able to do that and, and have a chat with you guys about it as well. I think you guys came inches away from meeting one another, maybe not literally inches, but <laughs> Julian and my birthdays are literally a day apart. One day's uh, mm-hmm. Julian's and then the next day's mine. And last year, Julian had his birthday party on the one day, and then I had a birthday party planned for the next night. And Julian was going to come, but I think Phil, you were there. <laughs> Julian was going to come, but I'm pretty sure he was still hung over from his own birthday party. And so very much, he didn't Very much it. accurate. And you know what? <laughs> Depending yeah. on... Uh, actually, right now, I think you guys could technically have a birthday in the same... At the exact same time right now because of uh, where you are, David, and where Julian yeah, is. Yeah, technically, technically we could, yes. Fair enough. There well, we go. We have to yeah. celebrate. Yeah, yeah we could. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys got like a good uh, six we'll hours have, there. We'll, we'll have to FaceTime and, and do a shot at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I like that idea. <laughs> All right, Julian, let's let's get down to the, the hard-hitting stuff. Are you ready? Are you uh, are you ready for everything in your life to come up and for us to uncover all the dirty, grimy stuff? Oh, bring it on. I love this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with some real, real grime. Julian, you, you come from the land down under where um, yes. someone concocted the most bizarre game ever to carry the name football or footy. Can you tell us how you got started with that and how you tickle that side of your brain now that you're living in Tinseltown? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, with, with football, I guess when you're in Australia, especially from South Australia, with Adelaide, it's a very, very much an AFL um, state. I was born into it really with my family. And I also did play a lot of soccer as well. But yeah, AFL... I was kind of born into it. I had no, really had no other choice. And um, I was as long as early as I could walk, I had a footy in my hand. So I kind of just love the game. And it's always been a passion of mine and following the sport. I still do it over here. I actually play in the US, uh, United States AFL League um, with the LA Dragons. Uh, so that's a lot of fun just to still be able to play the game with a bunch of Aussies and even Americans who learned the game. And I still love watching all the footy games and stuff, even with the time difference. But yeah, it's it's awesome to be able to play, and I've loved it since I was a little kid. You've never gotten into rugby? No, I. Just, South Australia is mm. not a rugby state. We don't have a rugby team. <laughs> we just don't get into it. I don't really understand the game. It seems a little bit boring to me. <laughs> I find. Okay, uh, let's move on. Yeah, I find the fact that you guys. Jeez, <laughs> I find that you guys have footy as soccer is 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 tremendous. That's fantastic, Julian. I think everyone could identify with a time in our life, uh, an event even a moment that inspires us to do what it is we want to do. What is it that motivates each and every one of us? Something that like motivates each and every one one of us. Uh, Do you remember what it was that, that, that spark of insanity that led you on to this crazy path? I guess uh, everyone is, is very different. Like you said, when it comes to things that want to make us pursue a dream or a goal or anything, um, whether it's big or little, but with mine, it's kind of, a little different of a story. Um, if you know me as a person or as an artist, I'm very much influenced by a lot of artists, but one of them is actually is Justin Bieber. Um, really? Through his music. Yeah, through his music and a lot of things. And I was doing a lot of singing when I was young, but it wasn't up until I saw his documentary, his first one. Um, I kind of saw like how everything started and the way he came up and, and the things he was doing where I was like, oh, this is actually really something I want to pursue. So that's kind of where it came from, that sitting down in my room in back in Adelaide and watching that documentary. Julian, what was one of the biggest challenges that you faced leaving home and moving internationally beyond the obvious stuff like leaving family and friends behind? Was there something that you struggled with at, at first leaving Australia and, and moving to the U.S.? 
I guess there was a few things. One of the biggest ones would have to be kind of not starting again, but there is there is a little bit of that when it comes to coming from a different country where I've done a decent amount of stuff in my music career, coming to another country where I'm not really known at all. So having to meet people and pursue relationships with people and talk about yourself a lot, which is, is kind of hard for me to do about my past, I, I'd say that was the hardest thing is to kind of start again coming from you know a different country. But uh, I got to learn that very quickly and it's been really good so far. Now, you said it's kind of hard for you to speak about your past. I did not know about that. And maybe that's why David, <laughs> maybe that's why David glazed over it. But I was going to ask us, could you just tell us a little bit about your family back home? Are they supportive of you in your career? Or were they always supportive of you going down this path? Was there ever a moment of friction between that? I, my family is so supportive, which is amazing. And I, and I wouldn't really be where I am without them today. I guess probably there was a moment of friction back home, like when I first auditioned for X Factor, when my parents were a little bit iffy about me wanting to go. And I guess there was that moment where I was like, I, I, please let me go, please let me go. And they didn't want to, but they they ended up doing it. And then I guess here I am. So if I kind of gave up and they didn't let me do it, then I wouldn't probably be sitting here having this uh, this this interview with you guys. Well, that uh, is a very nice segue, actually, into my next question. So starting out at the beginning of your career in Australia, what was it like getting started maybe once you were, I presume you, you got into X Factor. I know that I've, I've heard some, some stories about this part of your life. And, and this actually was a fan question. How long have you been performing? Prior to X Factor, I was performing most of my life. I, I had started singing lessons when I was five years old. So from then on, I was lucky enough to go to a really nice school back home in Australia that had a very good music part of the school. So ever since I started school, I was in the choirs, in rock bands, anything you could think of when it become, like, came to music, I was involved in. So I'd say, you know, 20, 20 years at least, um, I've been performing. So it's been a while. David and I both have acting backgrounds, and as such, we know a lot of teachers whose life goal as a working actor was to be on SNL or to be on a Netflix show or feature. What, for you, is something that you have set in your sights that should you achieve it, you feel like you would have, uh, quote-unquote, made it? I think with everyone, those dreams and those goals change over time and, and when it, with age and, and everything when you learn things about yourself. Um, for me... I'd probably say like being able to do a to do a world tour, whether that is my own or whether that is um, opening up for a large artist artist sorry, which has a great audience. So I'd say something like that when I could when I could jump on a tour like that, I feel like that would be one of those moments where like I'm really where I want to be. And then of course when I hit that moment, I would pick something else to to to, to strive towards. So for me, I just never want to stop. I want to keep going. Can't stop. Yes, very good segue. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you've had a few songs feature on on Netflix shows and Hulu. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hulu as well, or um, yeah, yep, yeah. What was it like the first time you found out that your songs? And what what was the situation where you found out? Did you get a call or an email saying, "Can we use your songs?" Or, or were you just watching the show and you're like, "Wait, that's that's my music." So what was it like the first time you found out that you had songs on such huge shows like that? The first moment I found out was actually kind of a funny story. I was sitting in my apartment here in LA and I got a message from my, my cousin back home in, in Adelaide and he just sent me a clip of Geordie Shore, which is a reality <laughs> show in England. I'm not sure if anyone knows it, but I, we grew up watching that show. So me and my cousin would love watching that show. We watched all the episodes. It was just one of those things we love, that reality show. And he was like, sent me a clip of the, the show he was filming and he's like, dude, this is your song. Um, and it was one of my songs called Party Up. And I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy that, you know, one of the songs I've wrote and sang on and released was put on a show that I had spent years watching. It was a pretty crazy experience. And to get to share that with my with my cousin was was even better. Very what, cool. Yeah, well, that that's amazing. Was there or are there times where doubt creeps in, where you think about giving up on music maybe or maybe other things in life you would be satisfied in doing? I think that every artist, no matter what career in the entertainment industry um, you're in, goes through those moments a lot more than I think we like to to tell everyone else and even to tell ourselves. That, that's just something that comes with this industry. It is very, very cutthroat. There are a lot of people striving for the same 
goal and same dreams. So it is very easy to become down or put down by small things or big things. So there's definitely been moments when I've had doubt and I've had moments where do I just, do I give up? Is this not going to work out? Is this really, is it worth all this time and effort I'm putting in? And that's not to say that I don't want to do it. It's just something that comes with the territory, but I've been, you know, been able to push through it, whether that is just talking to other people that have been through it or just, you know, having that one-on-one conversation with myself, I've been able to push through those moments. So I think a lot of people who are in the industry would definitely agree with me that that just comes to every single person who's going after this entertainment goal. I would say even the biggest people and biggest musicians in the world would still have those those doubts in their head. Julian, you've managed to keep pretty busy during the past year and a half, especially as a, as you are an artist, considering uh, how many artists have have sort of taken a sidestep from their from their careers. You've kept pretty busy by comparison in the past year and a half. Done several live streams, uh, many of which I had the great fortune of being present for. But now things are actually opening. Is there or was there any anxiety in transitioning back to a live audience? Yeah, so through COVID, um, you know, it was tough at the beginning, not knowing what to do as an artist. You know, a lot of things are online now, which is a bonus, I guess. But when it came to, to doing live shows, it's something that I pride myself on that I really like, like putting on a very good show for people. So not being able to do that was pretty tough. But you know, just working with my management team um, at Sparrow Entertainment, we were able to, you know, kind of figure out a live stream thing and do many of those. And it was a great moment to actually be able to work with my band and spend more time with them and hone down the songs and just get everything really tight. So that was an amazing thing for me to be able to do all that through COVID. And, and the live streams are so much fun. And and yeah, I did see you there in the crowd there, a few, few drinks uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while I was singing. Um, no, but it was really fun. But yeah, I guess there is a little bit of anxiety. Even when it came to kind of everything opening up, I had that same feeling of when everything closed down, you know? So right. Right. there was a little bit of that anxiety when it came to that. And I haven't, unfortunately, haven't been able to do a live show yet, but it will probably be coming up next month. So I guess maybe ask me in a month's time how I felt before the show, but I would, I, I could tell you now that, yeah, I think I'll be a little bit nervous having that proper real crowd right in front of me. I've just, this question's just popped into my head now. Um, and I, I think we have time, time to squeeze it in here. I feel like we touched on it already where as artists, we're, we're so often unbelievably self-critical and, you know, you, you put out some work and you are you're always your harshest critic and sometimes it can be really good work but you're just you're just so unsure but then sometimes you have those moments you've produced something you've put your soul into something and you just it's like yeah you know it's just an amazing like you can feel that it's amazing is there a song whether on this album or a previous release where where you really felt that that yeah moment i would say um probably the the title song of the album making waves and there's another song on the album called runaway those ones where i was Mm. like when i wrote those songs and co-wrote them with an amazing guy called jc back home in australia i was like damn these are these are really good songs and i was super proud I, i worked on them a lot and i was like in in the moment with them too had a lot of input on them so it was it was a good moment being like, this is like really good body of work and I'm super excited to put them out. But like you always said, we're so so harsh on ourselves and the industry today has all become about numbers and you're so it's so easy to access numbers as well. So you can sit there and see how many people are listening to you at that point in time. So it is very mm, easy to get yikes. very, you know, stuck into that that mind frame. But you know, that's something that you just have to overcome. And, and I'm so, so excited to have put out a body of work. And it was a lot of hard work with my team and a lot of stressful nights. And is this going to work? Are people going to like the music? But I'm just so glad that it's out there and people can really just listen to it and understand me as an artist. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the, the album Making Waves specifically. Uh, what has the journey been like in writing, recording and producing this new album? And I'm going to tag a fan question, a question we got on Instagram uh, along with that. How long have you been working on it? I guess the album has been coming along for a while. I'd say at least oh, two years. So there are a couple of singles on the album that I pre-released um, a couple of years ago. So it is a long process uh, f- for this one. For me, some artists throw out an album and do it within six months. For me, it's been a, it's been a little bit of a longer process. 
but it's mostly about just the right timing and wanting to get the right body of work on there. And as a solo artist, this is my first album release. So it's important to make sure that what's put out for people to hear is what I want them to see me as and what I want them to hear me as. So, you know, there was a lot of hard work. There was obviously COVID hit. So I was, I recorded three of those songs in my bedroom where the rest of the songs were recorded in a proper studio. There's that, you know, cool little interesting fact about it that half of the almost half of the songs were recorded in my bedroom um, instead of an actual studio. I know this is your debut album, Julian, but you have had a long history working in music with singles, covers, uh, I'm sure the odd wedding band job to get by. Do you feel like the songs and lyrics that you most connect to, your own or others, are the ones that others enjoy the most as well? I think that is something that yeah definitely comes with music and my music that the most relatable songs are the ones where you put your most hard work into and 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 the lyrics and everything is 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 very personable that's how people relate to songs you know like i've heard songs from other artists at moments in my life that are about different things and when you hear that song you're like wow i feel that way so yeah i i definitely think so that the ones that i i try and write everything very personable there are some some songs that i've released that aren't actually anything to do with what I've experienced, but there are some that uh, some songs that are. So I definitely people, I tend to relate to ones that they can actually tell that it is a real, real moment in someone's life. After listening to your album a few times uh, at this point, and actually also having seen many of your live performances, I would say, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, you have the ideal blend of Joe Jonas, Justin Timberlake, a little bit of Charlie Puth and just the sprinkling of Bruno Mars. Would you say, uh, who would you say that your musical influences are, Julian? And I want you, please, to include some of your teenage years as well, because I feel like your punk days may have left a little bit of a faint echo, maybe, just possibly. Well, for, uh, for starters, I'm going to say thank you. That's uh, Those artists you, you, you uh, listed <laughs> out there are, are, are great artists, so that's an amazing compliment. But yeah, I would say... Definitely, those artists that you um, that you listed uh, very influential in, in uh, the music that I'm releasing. Definitely, that Justin Timberlake, Bruno Mars type vibe um, is kind of what. Yeah, especially with making waves. Influ- that's very sort of Justin yeah. Timberlake slash Bruno Mars. Exactly, it's that fun, that poppy, that little bit of funk you want to make yes. want to make you dance. But I did grow up, like you said, I had a very very big pop funk phase. Uh, one of my favorite bands in the whole world is Fall Out Boy. I could sing <laughs> yeah. every single song off every single one of their albums to you, lyric by lyric. So um, I do think that that kind of comes into more of my live performance stuff um, as a frontman with a band behind me. I kind of tend to tend to look at rock bands and and that when it comes to my live performance stuff. So it's definitely still influencing me today. Uh, Julian, with other artists and other bands, we talked about Justin Timberlake. Of course, he's one. Uh, but there are always there always seems to be a struggle with creating music that fans of the original work were drawn to, versus evolving with the current flavor of music. We look at Maroon Five, whose sound from songs about Jane is almost non identical to Jordy, their latest album. Shoot, even someone like Taylor Swift has hit the top of like four musical genres alone. Uh, I, I think it would be fair fair to say that you are very much in the style of pop just based off this debut album. Does it ever appeal to you to try other musical genres, or does pop have a hold of your heart? Yeah, that's a that's a really great question, and uh, it's something that. You know, all artists, once they reach that point, they you have to evolve. Um, the music industry, like the rest of the world, evolves every single day. You know, the songs that were out 20 years ago aren't very similar to the songs that are out now. So for me personally, pop is, is definitely number one for me at, at this moment. And it's something that I'm working on and I, and I want to I be the best in this genre as an artist. And if it comes to the point where, you know, I've done so well in there and I have to change with the times because you can't stay back because you just get left behind. There are a couple of other genres um, that I would like to tackle. Oh, like, um, what, like what? I, I do love a bit of R&B and stuff like that. I guess another, you know, Justin Bieber thing is, you know, he started out very poppy and mm-hmm. to his music now it's very R&B. It even has a trap influence and he's evolved with the times, you know, his songs are still radio on the radio now so he's an artist that has done it over such a long long length of time so that would you know kind of be something i could see myself going into the future but at the moment i'm really enjoying this this style that i'm releasing and i'm so excited to be able to you know 
show it to more people and play it live in front of people and just show people what I'm about. Uh, Julian, this next question is also a fan question from Instagram. What is your favorite song from Making Waves, your album? And I want to go a step further and ask you maybe for your least favorite song of your album, too, if you had to pick one. Or, you know, if, if you if you love them all, I know that they're all your babies. I, I, I definitely in researching you, I, I went down this SoundCloud feed. I don't know if you remember this, but it was like a four years ago. And you have like an entire list of covers that you did that I really enjoyed. But maybe maybe there was like, a I don't know, I saw Adele Hello there that you, you maybe you hated uh, having to uh, be in front of an air blower and leave in order to recreate the sound just right or something is there is there um something there that you just maybe in the music making process you hate it or something i guess with this project i i probably couldn't tell you something that i that i hated i really enjoyed doing a lot of it my favorite song off the album would be really close with making waves and and runaway so those two are very very close to being my favorite on the album and like i said i really really enjoyed everything i did on the album like each song I worked with multiple people or some of them were just on my own. So, you know, being able to work with different producers and writers on each different song was really fun and, and really a great learning curve as a songwriter and as, and as an artist to work with different people and different styles and different ways they work. When it comes to hating, I couldn't tell you anything. I guess there are a couple of SoundCloud uh, covers that I did back in the day and they're still up there, which is which is great. Those were a lot of hard work. I guess I wouldn't say I hate them, but that was kind of at the beginning of me learning how to record songs on my mm. laptop and releasing stuff. So that was probably the hardest thing about it and something I might have hated back then was it took me a long time back then to actually figure out how to record a song and make myself sound good because I was so used to just going into a studio and having someone else do it. Mm. So that was probably one of the things I disliked about them. But I learned so much from doing that that I'm so comfortable to be able to do that myself now. Even though I've seen you perform many of your songs live, Julian, including some from this album back during the pandemic. And by the way, to our listeners, if you go on to Sparam Entertainment, that's S-P-A-R-A-M Entertainment, their YouTube channel, you can actually watch a lot of the live streams from throughout the pandemic. Julian's done five shows or something, five or six, seven. I got it. It's quite a yeah, few around there. Live, yeah. <laughs> live stream shows. And they are fantastic to watch. Uh, so I would recommend you guys go check them out on Sparrow Entertainment's YouTube channel. But anyway, so I've seen you perform a lot of these songs live, but I believe some of them are much newer. And I, 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 I'm guessing the answer is no, because I, th I feel like you said this already, but with venues reopening, do you already have any dates set to perform live, perhaps at the Viper Room, which is where obviously Sparum does a lot of, Sparum Entertainment does a lot of, uh, a lot of their shows at the Viper Room. Uh, where can, where can the people come and see you if they happen to live in the Los Angeles area? So at the moment, I don't have anything locked in, unfortunately, but we are looking at August for shows so i guess keep an eye out on on my socials and i'll definitely post about it so you know stuff um yeah in and, august we'll, is where we'll, we're looking at we'll try maybe we'll try to share it as well if you once you have a date set once you have a poster yeah. that we can put on our stories uh lastly are you currently are you still currently writing anything or are you taking a break to focus on performance that's actually a really good question. So at the moment, um, I've kind of taken a little break off the writing. I guess, you know, putting a lot of hard work and into the album and also, you know, just a lot of work in the back end of it, you know, prom promoting it and getting the releases done. And, and I have a really, really great manager that helps me out with all of that. But it is a lot of hard work to get a body of work out. So I've just kind of taken a bit of time off and, and really wanted to focus on just really promoting this album for the people to hear and I'll be releasing some more singles off the album over the next couple of months. So I've got a body of work to be released over the next couple of months so I can take a step back. But I'm actually really excited to to jump back into writing um, as soon as like it pops back into my head and I just got to have to get it out. I kind of really want to enjoy myself and this album and playing it live and just experience all the hard work and having people hear it. And then once I've got that feeling back. I'll definitely get back into writing. But at the moment, yeah, just kind of taking a step back. But I do get the itch every now and then. So it's definitely coming. Do you feel anything else you want to add? No, I, I think I'm, I'm good. Julian, this has been uh, excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have uh, do you have a few extra minutes here that we can bend your ear and have you play a little uh, like a couple games with us? 
I'd love to. I love playing games. All right. All right. Well, let's get to uh, our next topic and we'll, we'll come back with a, with a game here shortly. What in the... David, do you feel that? There's something on my... Oh. Oh, no. It's just a little bug that just went up and bit me. Which means that we are on Bite Me, the fun, the fun little segment of of this week's uh, this week's podcast. God, I love Bite Me. I I really love the intro of nothing else. But I must say, this week, I don't know about you, David. Actually, I do know because we already recorded this before. But I don't know <laughs> what you have. But I, but I have an extremely spicy Bite Me this week. Uh, why don't we uh, start with yours? <laughs> okay, um, mine is uh god stop making fast and furious movies that might not Mm. even be a controversial opinion but i feel very strongly about it stop oh my god stop doing it the last in my opinion and i truly feel this way the last good one was too fast too furious and that was like that was when it was basically an undercover cop movie and not like this weird ridiculous movies that they are today they, yeah, that was the they, second one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, obviously. And there, I don't know, and there are sure like eleven or thirteen one. now. Yeah, I, there's well, there's what nine of the normal ones, right? And then there's Hobbs like, and Shaw, so that's ten. Hobbs and Shaw. There's are there um, any other there's spin-offs? something else? I th- I think there is. Well, there of course is Tokyo Drift, and that doesn't Tokyo count Drift in the lineage. Was, does it not? I'm pretty sure it is number three. No, it's canon, but it doesn't count the lineage. It's not like Tokyo Drift 3. They do have a Fast and the Furious 3, I think. So it, it just I, doesn't uh, count okay. in the Someone's going to be listening to this and is going to disagree with one of us. Uh, but <laughs> look, uh, Tokyo Drift might have been okay as well because that was also back in the day. But do you remember? Like, no, no. <laughs> okay. No. Would you remember? No, no. Do you remember like it was number six or seven? It, it was like called The Last Ride. Like one last ride or something <laughs> and then since then they've made like four more including Hobbs and Shaw which you dragged me to the cinema to see and it was atrocious it was like it was an absolute atrocity David, one of the most what about- stupid action movies I've ever seen in my life well, are you trying to tell me that you weren't all for the physics uh, mind bending physics of Dwayne the Rock Johnson holding uh, being the, the glue between a semi and uh, and a in a helicopter with only his his ginormous biceps holding the two things uh, propelling against each other you were against that i'm not even going to go into that but do you remember that <laughs> skydiving scene where they like open their parachutes uh, first of all yeah. okay this is another funny thing they call this is i didn't even mention when we were re- when we recorded this originally uh they they call it a halo jump halo stands for high altitude low opening now, they don't even jump from high altitude when they do the halo jump. So it's not a halo jump. But also, they open their parachutes so low, the impact with which they they hit the ground is so obviously hard that they would have broken every bone in their their legs at least. But obviously they they get up and they're fine. So again, just ah, ridiculousness. It's not a flesh wound. <laughs> but yeah, they, they right. just get worse and worse. So uh, just let's move on. Well, hold on. What is, if people don't agree with you? What do they got to do? Bite me. There we go, baby. All right, my bite me of of this uh, this week's episode, and it's a bit controversial, I will admit. But the Beatles are overrated. I said it. I stand by it. Yikes. I still mean it, even the second time around. The Beatles are absolutely overrated. Now, look, I overrated doesn't I mean was. that they're. Here I was hoping that you might have like changed your mind about that and and in in the past 3 days decided to, to say something else <laughs> to switch. No, I still I stand by this, man. Cuz listen, overrated is not the same as as just awful. I'm not saying that they don't have a place in history that they're not monumental for their time. But come on, man. If you were to play some now today, they'd have like what? One single I mean, how does hold your I wanna hold your hand look today? When people are like, I wanna look good for you and and thought time and all and all this stuff. It would not hold up. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. It had its time, it had its place, but it has aged away. I know this doesn't matter to the listeners, but it just feels like I'm repeating myself because I did already say this, but you chose a, a a whack week to 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 reveal said whack opinion, 
because this is the week that we had Julian on, which means that Julian, <laughs> a musician, uh, Jake, probably Patty. Patty's yeah. uh, Julian's uh, manager slash producer. Uh, he's a huge, big sort of sound engineer and i've had this conversation like because i said and this i like i think the beatles are great because they revolutionized pop music but but what i said was i don't think their songs would be hits today and even just for saying that i got i got what for so you chose a hell of a week to have this this whack opinion of yours but uh Some but this is a safe fate. space this is yes, a safe yes, space for for said um wacky crazy yes. opinions but you know what if anybody disagrees with me they are more than welcome to come up to my big brown beautiful ass and bite me Our next segment is Once More, and this week we, of course, are being joined by Julian, and he's coming on to help promote his debut album. So I thought, we thought, both of us thought, that we should talk about our debut albums. Not that either one of us has released uh, an album or anything, Not nothing that major. Just more so, what were the first albums that either one of us remember buying because of course we were gifted certain albums and and what have you but there's just something different it's like that first car you get maybe we'll talk about that later but what what's the first album you bought the first cd you went to the store you went to tarjay you went to walmart you brought it home and you just put that puppy in and you and you pressed the disc changer all the time and you just wanted to have play on repeat what was it for you what was your first album david well, I did not go to Target or or Walmart or anything like that. If anybody happens happens to be listening to us from the great city of Bucharest, Romania, oh yes, I got we, my have a, first, we have a strong following. Right, I got my first CD ever from the Jollyville. Uh, there was like a, a, I guess there was a CD store. Do they know, sell there. popcorn? It was like a tiny, tiny mini mall. There was a grocery mm. store. There were some clothing stores. There were a couple restaurants and that was it. Like it was like you walk in and it was like a square, but it was all indoor. It's like a tiny little mall uh, and it was called the Jollyville. Um, so that's where I got my first CD and it was, and I talked about this when we recorded our music, <laughs> uh, Monkey See, Monkey Slaps, I think it was called, yeah. episode. And we and it was uh, it was Dreaming Out Loud by One Republic. It was their first album, and I absolutely loved that album. I got into it because I loved the song "Apologize" by One Republic, and that was the Timbaland version, the one that got really popular uh, around two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but however, once I had the album, I obviously listened to the whole thing, and I fell in love with the original "Apologize," and that actually I prefer. For many years after that, obviously, and until now, preferred the original Apologize to the Timbaland uh, remixed, reproduced version. But anyway, I mean, since then, obviously, at that time, I fell in love with all the most of the other songs on that album. Uh, all Fall Down, All We Are. It's it's just like I love I, that album takes me back to my days in Romania and I, I still love it. And I yeah. would have to say, so, I think my so least that was favorite, favorite song. song and yeah, like, what's your least favorite song? Yeah. My least favorite song. Well, my favorite song on the album. Yeah. I don't know. I, in the end was probably all we are or all fall down, but apologize originally. My least favorite was mercy. I did not like that song mercy. Now though, <laughs> I think it's a great song. I love I like every single song <laughs> on that album these days. Come home is also a great one, but yeah, that is good. That aged well. Ah. <sighs> You know what? Your album is completely viable, respectable, aged well, and a good band. I can't say that mine holds any of those qualities. Uh, my mm. first, my first album when I got my like first couple of allowances, I went to the store and I can feel your your eye roll, your your just your uh, your sigh. I've forgotten I, what you said actually uh, when oh, we this recorded good. this before. I, I, Yes, I, 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 there's a reason why, because you know who it is. It was John Cena's debut inaugural oh, album, yeah. You Can't See Me. <laughs> of course, my favorite song on that album is You Can't See Me. What's the worst song on that album? 
anything besides You Can't See Me and Bad Bad Man. So, like, there's eight other songs that are just, just so ungodly bad. Like, not, like, literally go to, like, the, the gas station and the guy handing out mixtapes bad. It is so... So not good. But I do usher you, David, to... Uh, it doesn't slap. I wouldn't say that. But it would be surprisingly good for you to go listen to uh, Bad Bad Man from that album. It's it's better than what you'd expect. That's about it. It's not mm. It's not much more. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, <sighs> my expectations are, are fairly low. But they, they yeah. should be. I, um, I, I want to shout out another album just as an honorable mention. Because later on in my high school more mood more moodiness coming at you one x by three days grace is an album that that i think like pretty much every song is a banger yeah i listened that was a big album for me throughout high school i was a big three days grace fan you were moody jesus yes yes uh and jake jake uh corlang our bass player here on that slap uh, here for that slaps which is coming up later in the show um mm-hmm. will will attest to that himself uh i always when we were in the band together we, i always wanted to play like lincoln park and three days grace and it was like <laughs> obviously we can't play those kinds of songs we do not have the mem- the band members or the the vocal uh, vocal capability to sing songs like that yeah it was ridiculous but i did like those i did like that music all right let's get to the game and bring julian back here Time for a little game, and with that, we welcome back Julian Divizio. And Julian, I actually have a few surprise fan questions that we didn't get to in the interview. These should be uh, these should be relatively quick, but are you ready? I'm I'm always ready. I love games, so bring okay. It on. <laughs> this one comes from these are all from people that we both know. Actually, this one comes from Lynn. Iron Man versus Harry Potter. Who wins? Oh, what a tough question. <laughs> oh, Toughest question to of the night, really. Yeah. I have to say, <laughs> I have to say, Harry Potter. I think. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. hard to beat a, a wand. It really is. Yeah, like, it's right. hard. It's hard to beat a death spell. That, you know, that like, too. He could turn him into like, a pillow and then just just have him as a throw pillow yeah. for the rest of his life. So yeah, yeah, I think I think if Harry's smart, he kind of just runs away and just turns around, and just says that one spell and he's gone (laughs) julian all right jake asks if you could have one marvel superhero feature on one song on the album which superhero would it be and which song these questions are great because they're all about things i love (laughs) um Uh, jake and lynn both noted that you loved marvel yeah (laughs) very much so wow um i would have to say my favorite Marvel superhero is Spider-Man. So hey, man, love, that's a good, I'd, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's an answer right there. Go ahead. I'd love to have uh, Spider-Man jump on. I'd love to have him rap, though. I want to I hear Spider-Man rap. Probably <laughs> something like, are you down? I'd love to hear it. And I'm, if I'm going even into more depth, I'd love to have all three of them. Just a, a verse each. All three Spider-Man. All yeah. three Spider-Man. We're yeah, talking sure. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, each taking a verse. Yep. That's beautiful. It's like a chorus of <laughs> Spider-Man. I love it. Yeah. They're all pointing at each other, too, while recording. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this one is from Sophia, and she just wants to know, how are you so talented? <laughs> well, thank you very much, Sophia. I, I don't really know how to answer that question. I, I, it's an amazing compliment, <laughs> I guess. I just work really hard i don't really know how to answer that one well, that's a good answer that's yeah. a good answer <laughs> well it helps that you've that, been that's a good place to stop <laughs> yeah well you've yeah. been in training since you said five years old good lord i mean yeah yeah no. yeah i'm sure a lot of hard work's been put into that all right do you want me to explain the game here david yes all right do. fantastic so uh julian before we had guests come on for the game we played a little game we like to call lyrically where we are given lyrics of a song with no singing no singing because david and me we, we don't do singing except for karaoke and and a lot of booze so uh, yep. it's just the lyrics of a song that we all should know here uh and what it will be is head to head julian so either you'll be facing me or facing david with the other person listing the lyrics first person to buzz Buzz in using their name. So Julian, you would say Julian. I say Philip. Buzz in their name. Gets it right. And list the title of the song, not the artist. The title of the song would win. Get the point, and we move along. Uh, we each have five separate songs with which to go with. David, where do you have a preference on who faces whom first? 
Uh, I don't, but uh, I just want to clarify, are we go only going five lines deep or you know what? each song? I, I went I went until we got to the chorus, uh, depending on what song. Okay. It, it, it has a different well, that's flavor. That's mostly true for me as well, but fair enough. I feel like you guys have got these <laughs> probably on the first line. So All right, fair enough. Uh, Let's see, I'm a bit nervous. Yes, Julian, <laughs> I should warn you, you have nothing to worry about should you win or lose. Other than my unrequited wrath, should you lose to David? That's all. That's the only assignment <laughs> okay. you have here today. So, uh, David, why don't you start out with? Uh, why don't you start out reading out your songs, and me and Julian okay. will go head to head, and I'll warm them up for you. Your first one. We don't need no education. We Phil, don't need no thought. The Wall Phil. by Pink Floyd. That's not the correct title. Okay. No dark sarcasm in the classroom. Teachers leave them kids alone. Hey, teachers, leave them kids alone. Anyone? Uh, Julian, it, oh, Julian, it goes to you first. Since I... Uh, so it's Pink Floyd, right? It is Pink Floyd. Yes, it is Pink Floyd. Um, did I feel like you said that surely the title was in one. I thought um, so too. Uh, what did you say, Phil? I no said education. We don't need no education. It's no. not that. It is the title okay. of the song is "Another Brick in the Wall." Oh, oh. fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. So no points on that one. No points. no points on that one. We move on to question two. The club isn't the best place to find a lover, so the bar is where I go. Me and my friends at the table doing shots. <sighs> drinking fast, and then we talk slow. Come over and start up a conversation with just me, but trust me, I'll give it a chance. Julian. Yes, Julian. It's Ed Sheeran, it's Shape of You. Yes, point oh, for Julian. Yeah. I knew it was Ed Sheeran, but I couldn't freaking remember the freaking song title. It was taking me so long. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, what is it? And I just oh. sang quickly. I know, I had to think, I had to literally take my headphones off because I'm like, what the hell is the name of that freaking song? Way to go, Julian. First points on the Thank board. You. Way to go. Dang it. All right. This one's this one's probably my favorite of, of the five here. Okay. Um, okay, here we go. His palms are sweaty, knees Phil weak, arms are heavy. Oh. Phil. That's <laughs> Eminem singing yes. Lose Yourself. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. You got in before me. <laughs> I know. I know. I was, like, I was like, I know it's Eminem. What is, what is that name of the song? Okay, cool. Fantastic. All right. Tied all it's, up at it's one. It's go, one, baby. One. This is great. Okay, here we go. This is another good one. I want to hold them like they do in Texas, Phillip. please. Oh, oh. <laughs> Lady Gaga poker well, face. I heard you first. Yeah, that is correct. So it is 2-1 to you, Phil. Ooh. And this one, probably the hardest of the bunch. Okay. I didn't okay. expect the first one to be so hard. Yes. But, uh, uh, here yeah. we go. Ju <laughs> Julian, if you get this, we tie and we go to a tiebreaker that David has. Okay. If not, okay. I win. Do I look lonely? I see the shadows on my face. People have told me I don't look the same. Maybe I've lost weight. Maybe, uh, sorry, maybe I Julian. lost weight. Yes. Uh, it's Panic at the Disco. Yes. Oh. Uh, uh, Come on, count him down. Death of a Bachelor, Death of a Bachelor. Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Correct. Oh, good Lord. And then Way to we go. come to the tiebreaker. Tie All right. Closest... To, so this tiebreaker has nothing to do with music. Oh, <laughs> I've good. had this tiebreaker <laughs> prepared for several weeks, <laughs> um, and it ha we haven't gotten to it, so it's just remained. Um, My favorite. All right, closest to the actual number wins. According to Wikipedia, what was the budget of Christopher Nolan's latest film, Tenet? And um, Julian, because you forced the tiebreaker, we'll go to you first. The budget. For the movie, I would and closest say... without going over Julian, just so you know. Okay, okay, uh, well, yeah, okay, closest without going uh, over 137 million. Okay, oh, Phil, wow, I think it 137 million. Dang, that would be a lot of money. I either want to go one dollar here or 138 <laughs> million, and I don't know which one. I think. 
Wow, it's an expensive movie. I'm going to go with one dollar. Yeah, probably I don't know. <laughs> well, a lot actually, of, I don't know a lot about movie budgets. Neither do I. <laughs> well, I'm glad you went in the hundred hundreds of millions and not in the five million or, yeah. or five hundred thousand or something like that. Tenant um, was shot on an iPhone. The actual budget. <laughs> Neither of you went over, which means Julian. Oh, dang it! Thirty-seven million. Yes, it was actually two. $200 million, oh, according to Wikipedia. Wow. I knew it was something crazy. I was going to go like 300 but I'm glad I went low. Yes, <laughs> I'll take that. There you go. Way to go, Julian. Way to go. Ooh, all oh, right. thanks. Thank you, well, Phil. Oh, well, Julian, I have you all worked up. Your, testos- your testosterone's good. You now no longer, you're like, you're ready to go. David's been waiting on the sidelines. Here you go. Start yep. fresh again. I have my right. version of the game. Let's start out. Okay. Uh, all minor songs. Here, let's go. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Julian. Oh, I'm going to have to go with David. I'm going to have to go with David, who I heard first. It's Fireworks by um, Katy Perry. That is correct. It's a singular (laughs) firework, but you know what? I'll give it to you, David. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's go with one point to David. Let's go. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't. David. Get, yes, Is David. Never gonna give you up. Oh, by you Rick Astley. Got, by Rick Astley. Atta boy. There we go. There Ooh. we go. You got me here, Dave. I think you've Oof. got me here. Ah, oh, Julian, you're disappointing me. All right. Uh, next one. Next one. This hit, that ice cold Michelle Pfeiffer. Julian. Julian. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I know the song. I just can't think of. I know today. you know it. Come on, Jules. Um, oh. Three, two, one. Uh, Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk. He got. Yeah. He did get. <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Nicely <laughs> done. I was singing there. the. I was like, "Girls, hate you, Hallelujah." What is the word? <laughs> what, what is the dang name of the song? Yes, Michelle Pfeiffer is only in one song that I've ever known. So there we go. All right, two to one. One more, and David clinches his win. Julian. Hey, let's get this next one here. All right. Well, Alibaba, he had them 40 thieves. Shahrazada had a thousand tails. But master, you're in luck because up your sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. David. David. Oh. Uh, yeah. Friend like me. Yep. Uh, yes. Yes. By whom? Oof. By whom, David? By whom? Um, by the genie? <laughs> Come on. The genie. Who, who Will Smith. <laughs> no, no, stop it. Stop it, Julian. That Who's is sacrilegious. You don't, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Come on, Dave. Oh, oh okay. I, 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 You're like, who, I thought you were trying to ask me who wrote the song. I have no idea who wrote the song. Well, actually, technically, that should be easy, too. That's Alan Menken. He's a freaking legend, Dave. No, I have no idea. You, you shut your mouth. All right, next one. I'll let you down. All right. Yes, it's all right, Julian. We'll continue on for posterity and for points. Here we go. My friends wonder why I call you all the time. What can I say? I don't feel the need to give such secrets away. You think maybe I need help? No, I know I'm all right. All right. I'm just better off not listening to friends' advice. When they insist on knowing my bliss, I tell them this. When they want to know what the reason is, I only smile when I lie, then I tell them why. Either one of you? No, nope. no idea. No idea. <laughs> Your kiss is on my list. Kiss on my list uh, by Hall oh, Notes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would not have yeah, gotten I, that one. Fan, <laughs> no, fantastic. I wouldn't have either. You know what? That's, I, that's a song I, I vaguely know. Fair enough. Know. Uh, you know what is funny is that, uh, David, I've completely forgotten. So did you. You actually have a skipping stone this week, and I was going to incorporate oh, yeah. that into this, but it's too oh, late I now. I want to skip this one. <laughs> yes, there we go. There we go. I actually, you know what? Why don't we skip that one? I got another. Uh, okay, there we go. Every time when I look in the mirror, all these lines on my face getting clearer, the past is gone, and it went by like dusk to dawn. Isn't that the way? Everybody's got their dues in life to pay. Julian. Yes, Julian. Uh, is it Dream On? It is. Yay! It is. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and the last one. Oh, let's just do this last one just because it's fun. All right. <clears throat> and this doesn't count for any points whatsoever. But 
daylight your tiebreaker yeah no no it's not it was just a, it was going to be one of the skipping ones that we could have done so uh okay all right daylight another morning after last night every night is getting is better <laughs> if you're man did you wrong and you're in the wrong place Julian, yes David, oh, oh one fire starter there we go yeah. by the one the only the immortal julian divisio there we go all right i was waiting for one of them to come up all right uh oh, there we go fantastic. julian it has been an absolute pleasure for you to join us today thank you so much man we really appreciate it uh go ahead and promote the album one more time where can the people find it how can they get a hold of you yada 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 well, the pleasure has been all mine, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a lot of fun. My name is Julian Divizio. You can find me on all social medias at Julian Divizio on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, Tidal, everything. Just search up Julian Divizio. The album is titled Making Waves. That's M-A-K-I-N Waves. Hit me up on all my social medias. Tweet me. DM me on Instagram. I love to have a chat. Um, thank you so much for having me, guys. His really DMs are open. <laughs> all right yeah you're on you're on pandora julian we are not on pandora that, powwow podcast okay. is not on pandora yeah. so, so no pandora so you're already you're already further than we are at this current moment so thank <laughs> thank you so much for joining us and we move along and with that uh julian heist of his i'm going to be getting down to a record of six and twelve good lord uh david however ties himself back up and hopefully hopefully next week he can get himself into the winning column for the first time in powwow history. Woo! Oh, he slaps like no one else can. Now, this week we had Julian on the episode, and Julian just released his Making Waves album, his debut album. And Julian, actually, it's very cool because Julian is actually featured on that slaps, I think it, I think twice. Which is, yes. which is very cool. Um, now, I bet you're maybe expecting me to bring one of Julian's socks, excuse me, for, for this week. I just, I had a thought, and, and that is that Queen has not featured yet on That Slaps. And I think that Queen should feature at least once before anybody features three times. So I'm sure Julian can understand that. Um, his songs are already... Uh, well deservedly featured on on our that slaps playlist but this week i am going to bring for you guys the show must go on by queen i think i think i might at a stretch might have to like push myself to say it's my favorite queen song it's hard to say that because there's so many amazing ones but the show must go on by queen and that definitely slaps don't do it phil you know what it's so funny that you're about to say this cuz i Having messed up earlier today, the reason why we are re-recording means that out of the graciousness of your heart, you've been so <laughs> humble and so gracious about this that I was going to offer you on air. Do you want me to change my original That Slaps? I, I will hold no burden. It's not going to make a comeback. If you say no, I won't hold it over your head because of how um, gracious you were this week and because it's been my mess up. Do you want? <laughs> I will say what my former That Slaps was if you don't want me to, if you don't want me to hold it in there. But... Do you want me to change it? I have a an alternate. Um, <laughs> Completely I, up to uh, you. <laughs> you know what? I I I like to think that maybe maybe this is the universe's way of of correcting I, I, correcting I think so the course of, <laughs> the course of that slap. So so let's uh, if let's change okay. it. <laughs> All right. I I just as an aside, my that slaps previously was a Kanye song in honor of Waves, the Making Waves Julian's debut album. It was Waves by Kanye West because I just was being a bit tongue in cheekish. I actually do like the song, but I also thought it was on the theme. But but I renege on that particular song. That song will never make an appearance. I can't promise about Kanye, but I will promise that song. Okay. okay. And I won't. I won't put an emphasis. If it comes around naturally again, I will. But but the song that I will officially say that slaps for this week is going to be something else that's nice and wet. We're gonna go with "Rain" by City and Color. 
It's, uh, you know, today I woke up uh, to a storm. I actually had, we were, we had so much technical issues about this, this freaking podcast, this particular week's podcast, man. And last night we had just a, a random out of the blue, just storm that knocked out my internet for a while. Uh, and so rain has been currently on the mind. We've got waves. It's just all wet, wet, wet anyways. But rain, when you from said sit- it's, it's, it's wet, I, I really thought you were going to say uh WAP. <laughs> Oh God, no, no! It's it. The, the theme's wet, but not not. We we don't go that wet. Um, anyways, uh, city and color rain. It actually does really slap. Enjoy it. Enjoy its replacement. If you want to go listen to other songs that might have been on this former uh, this former selection, would <laughs> be my guest. Otherwise, it will not grace the podcast playlist. That slaps. Thank you for joining us all the way to the end of the episode. As you may or may not know, we've got some thank yous that we got to get out of out of the way here before we say adieu. Go ahead, David. Yeah, thank you to Cass and Crossland for our intro and outro music and to Jake for always being there to slap us when we need it for our, being our That Slaps bass player. And actually, also, Jake is actually also Julian's bass mm. player when he plays live, which uh, I think for pretty much all of his shows for the last couple of years. So, so there you go, Jake, just making waves. <laughs> uh, making waves by slapping everything around him. Yes, way to go. Uh, thank you so much to Tara Amstutz and Josh Hans. Uh, Tara, of course, for the graphic design work that she does, the beautiful, beautiful art. And then, of course, Josh, for all those wonderful interludes that we got. I think there's one less this week because we included the song. Uh, but, but, uh, we certainly thank him for his contributions to the show. Uh, and, of course... Thank you to the listener for listening to us on this podcast. If you missed any of our previous episodes, hey, go find us on on wherever you found this particular episode. That's probably going to be Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, pretty much anywhere except for Pandora, because screw you, Pandora. Just give us a listen for the entire catalog. Thank you. Unless you're listening to Julian on Pandora. That's true. That's true. Julian does have an edge on Pandora. That's the only avenue that we will allow you to not be... Screwed? (laughs) (laughs) To a hungry bear, your ass is nothing but a sizzling piece of bacon. 